0: What's going on, T-Squad? It's your boy, Demetrius. And we are back for another episode of Reality. And today's episode, as you all know, is that we do our song, we do episodes after song titles. And today's episode is titled Dear Mama. And I am with, uh, by Tupac, of course. And I am with my fantastic co-host, Didi. Carmela could not join (laughs) us today. And we have a returning guest, Demetria Coleman. Hello, Demetria. And we have a new guest, Brandon and Hamilton. So if Brandon would like to introduce himself first and then Hamilton.
1: Perfect. Perfect. So I'm Brandon Gibson. Um, I'm residing currently in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I don't know exactly what you want us to say, but uh, it's a mm-hmm. pleasure to be on the podcast. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested to hear what everybody else has to say about uh, their background and traumas and stuff like that, living in a black household. So I'm excited.
0: I mean, you can just tell us like where you're from your age your zodiac sign, a little bit about like a fun fact about yourself you know
1: the general okay stuff. okay all right so i'm from i'm actually from mobile but i was born in baltimore uh, my parents got divorced when i was uh like two months old something like that so i didn't live in baltimore for, for a very long time um to be honest you know going through this whole uh podcast tonight is is you know going to be fun and all but um it's, it's definitely going to bring up some, some dark times. I'm going to be completely transparent and honest with you guys about a lot of different things to get the conversation going. Uh, but I was a three sport athlete, played football at the university of Alabama. Um, got an undergrad in public relations and got a master's in sport management. Uh, currently, I guess I could call myself an entrepreneur, um, a part of a mentorship and leadership development program where we help people with personal development, finance and relationships. Uh, I've been doing that for about eight years. Um, I have not had a job since 2017, very blessed to say that, for making residual income. Um, I'm an Aquarius, I was born February 2nd, what else is there to know? Uh, as far as day-to-day things that I love to do, have a great deep conversation, to be honest with you. I love watching football, which, you know, I was doing most today, I uh, love to travel, and really just like to connect with good people and, you know, don't like to deal with a lot of BS. So unfortunately I'm the type of person that has to put the BS to sleep and uh problem solve and solution solve, but I feel like my purpose to to, to live is to be a servant leader. So here we are. Okay. Wow, that was very
2: nice. Uh <laughs> a lot, a lot to live up to.
0: <laughs>
2: Hamilton. Hello, I'm Hamilton Brown. I'm from Enterprise Alabama. I'm 24 years old. I am a Pisces, February 27. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I went to Mobile in 2015 when I graduated high school, and I lived there for like five years, five six years. Um, got my ma- got my degree in psychology, minor in theater. Now I'm back in my hometown, dealing with family issues and. Also, I'm a personal trainer at Planet Fitness, so that's what I do right now until so I go get my master's degree. And um, I would say I'm a person of the arts. I love acting. I love dancing. I could say I love singing, but like I'm more of a blending voice, so I'm not going to say I like singing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton, you have a lot to
0: say, honestly, if you know Hamilton. <laughs> but Demetrius?
3: I don't know what to say about myself either. Since the last time, there hasn't been much of an update. Uh, <laughs> in the same position. Uh, I think I had just got the promotion when I got on the first time, or something like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, not much has changed. I mean, I'm trying to change career paths, but that's not it. Nothing's really changed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. Well, um, thank you guys for joining, and thank you guys for coming on. So first, I kind of, you know, like I said earlier, we're talking about like black families and I know uh like we all pretty much live in the south and stuff like that too so I kind of want to start it off with you know um what was it like well first do you guys have any siblings uh, I was the only child and I grew up with both of my parents my mom and dad and <clears throat> I would say that being an only child was like great growing up. I had absolutely no like issues. I didn't deal with anything of the sort of like, I never heard the word no. And I think that still resonates in me today. People know me because (laughs) I'm pretty much a spoiled brat, (laughs) but I I, uh, don't think that I'm spoiled. I think I just like things that I like, So I don't know. I think um, my upbringing is very different from a lot of people because when I was growing up, I used to say, oh, I want to go. I'm going out with my mom, and my dad today, or I'm going out, you know, my dad is doing this. And people would be like, and I would say like, oh, you know, what are you doing with your dad? Or like, what are you doing with your parents? And they'd be like, you know, my other friends would be like, I'm not really doing anything with my dad. And I'd be like, oh, why not? You know, or, you know, stuff like that. But it, it was kind of just very different. I always thought people lived like I did. But how how did you guys grow up? Do y'all have
3: any siblings? On my mom's side, it's four of us. On my dad's side, it's about 20 of us. But um, being honest, though, it's like 12 of us, honestly. It's like 12. Mm-hmm. I only met yeah. five. So it's just like, yeah, it's a bunch of us. And I don't know a bunch of us as well. So, and now I grew up in a single parent household. My dad was just like popping in when he wanted to. So he wasn't really there. So that's mine. But yeah, I have siblings. Mm-hmm.
0: didi i know didi i
4: mean me i grew up i have three sisters but um you know the other two is with my dad on my dad's side yeah but it was just me my mom and my two sisters and when i met my dad at like eight or nine um we had a good relationship as well i used to like spend summers with him and stuff like that so
1: what about you brandon yeah uh i got an older brother he was really my, like my father figure growing up. Um, he's six years older than me, my big brother, Leslie. He actually lives in Birmingham. Um, you know, I didn't have a, a single parent household for very long. It was really kind of on and off. And I swear anything I say about my mom, you know, it's not to it's not to uh, be tough on her. Um, there's a lot of things I I've, I've done in my past, too. Um, just to a disclaimer, I love my mom to death. I will absolutely do anything in the world for her um so yeah don't try my mama but uh (laughs) yeah I mean she was in and out of different relationships and stuff like that yeah just like Didi um you know I had a stepdad for about 10 years 10 or 11 years of my childhood and then when I got to middle school uh you know they got a divorce and then that's when my my big brother went to college he went to Miles College in Birmingham so the transition from elementary school to sixth grade was it was a whirlwind um that's when all the I guess crap started to happen. But um, yeah, I guess we'll get into that stuff in just a little bit. But yeah, I got an older brother, my dog.
0: And Hamilton?
2: Yes, I have a
1: brother um, who's four years older than me.
2: He's special needs. He has a condition called hydrocephalus, which is a form of epilepsy. So um, growing up, I would have to sleep in the bed with him um, in case he had seizures throughout the night. And my parents would tell this whole like funny story, like when I was a kid growing up saying, mommy, mommy, EJ's having a leisure. And they would like tell that story all the time. And at first, that's what inspired me to be a doctor. But, you know, plans change and um, ambitions, aspirations change. So that changed. But um, having a special needs um, sibling is very challenging. Um, I don't think people realize all that comes with taking care of. And, you know, when you get mad, you can't just, you know, Whoop them, you know, you got to kind of have like a happy medium because they really don't know. Um, and it's like, it's very frustrating, like cleaning up his bathroom habits and um, dealing with all that. It's just um, a lot to handle. And so I applaud my parents for that. And I was fortunate to have both of my parents in my life in the same household, even though there were, you know, issues, but we're, I'm pretty sure we're going to get into that later. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, um, now looking back on it now, I realized that a lot of pressure was put on to me, especially with my lifestyle and who I am, you know, being LGBT that they want kids. So of course my older brother can't have them because he's going to be living with them. And then if something happens to them, he'll of course come live with me. And, um, my spouse better be okay with that because my brother's coming with me, you know, period. But, um, it's a lot of pressure to like live up to being that model child because you want to make your parents proud, you know, and they want all these things, but it's kind of hard, you know, when you want to live your life the way you want to live it. And it's like, I want kids, of course, but they see right at the place I'm in right now that it's probably not going to happen, but in my mind, it is, you know, in my life journey that I have, I, it's going to happen for me. Whether it happens the way that you wanted to happen, it's going to happen. You know, my dad's very big on carrying the bloodline and all that. And it's like, that can still happen my way. You know? But yeah, I have a brother.
0: I know that Hamilton and Didi are both part of the LGBT community. So how was it with your parents? Like, you know, accepting you. How was it, you know, you coming out to them? Like, what was the what was the dynamic after that? Didi, you want
4: to go first? Um. <laughs> well, I mean, my my story is kind of. Um, I mean, everybody's story is kind of unique, you know. Um. But personally, I didn't have to deal with it. Honestly, I didn't even, you know, realize that I like women until college. So at that point, I was at my mom's house, so you know, I was able to kind of experiment freely. But um, to this day, I've never came out to my mom. Like, it's just kind of like. I am who I am. I don't believe I should come out to anybody. So it's something that I refuse to do. So it's just like, I just walk in my truth and people accept me. Even my parents and everybody around me, my family, I've never received any grief from anyone around me. So I'm blessed.
0: That's good. I mean, she does, she, yeah. does, she never asked you or anything like that?
4: No, never. Hmm. She accepts anyone I bring around. You know what I'm saying? Like it's... Even when I made the transition from being like this is one thing, I guess, like being a feminine, like staying feminine and being gay, I guess you could say. But even when I kind of transitioned to, from being fe- feminine to like being a stud, like no one asked me questions. Like it wasn't like, you know, as and as it should be, you know, right? Because it's my life. So,
2: <laughs> right, Hamilton.
4: Yeah.
2: And it's kind of like the stigma of it all. It's like, okay. Y'all want, some people want LGBT people to come out, come out, but like, do straights have to come out? Do they have (laughs) to Yeah. Like, they don't have to. So it's kind of like, why do we have to come out for it? Like, it's our life we're living. So what does it matter if we have like, even National Coming Out Day, which I respect everyone's, you know, living in their truth, but why do we have to do that? I don't get that. You know, Um, my parents are not okay with it um, to this, so... We'll go back to, I was third, uh, we'll go back to high school. So senior in high school, they found something on the computer, um, which we do we do know that, you we know, you know, you know, And so, they called <laughs> me. <laughs> oh my God. We have needs, okay? <laughs> but they called me in the room and they're like, are you gay and stuff like that? And at this point I'm just in shock and my dad starts backing me in the corner and um, he's like, um, my son's not going to be a faggot. Punches me not in the face, just my chest. And then, um, I don't know why I told him this, but then I told him about something that happened like 10 years ago with a family member. And I don't know if that was to like, I don't, I still can't tell you what my mom was thinking that day. Um, But basically, they, they just have said horrible things and they made it very apparent that they're not okay with the lifestyle or being that way, saying like, they'll shoot baggage with shotguns. And it's, it's, I'm not gonna go into it, but it's very like, disgusting. Even like, if you call yourself a Christian, which I love my parents, but it's like, you wanna put my, my so-called um, sin on a pedestal, but the things that, you know, Christians do and say, it's not very Christian-like, but you know, you wanna put what I'm doing, my lifestyle and make it seem so wrong. But, you know, the Bible is up to translation, but that's a whole other thing, you know. But um, recently something that happened, um, a guy that I was talking to got mad that I didn't want to have, be in a relationship with him. And so he got my parents' address, phone numbers, texted them, picture like pictures of me and like saying that I'm doing all this stuff, saying that like um, I'm gay and all this other stuff and like to their phones and like they're calling my line and like all this other stuff, which I was on my way home to see them. And I just remember my mom saying like, you disgust me and then hanging up the phone. And then I had pulled over to the side of the road because like I was just so distraught because kind of like I want the approval of my parents. I want to be loved by them. I want to feel loved by them, but it's like I can't help how I feel. And it's kind of like It's still a kind of a friction. I still have like a wall up because like, I don't know. It's like doing all this, this, um, putting all this work in to like keeping a relationship when you know, when I finally get to the point of saying, okay, this is who I am. You can take it or leave it. But I know that they're not going to want to deal with me anymore. So it's kind of like, I don't know how to feel about that. But no, they are, I'm still working through that where my dad will, he he's he'll literally stop by my job and be like, "I saw this girl at Walmart, who you know is very fine. She thick and she and she he's like, I try to get like trying to set me up for girls and stuff like that. So that's what I deal with now, and I don't know if it's gonna get better. Only time will tell. That's really interesting
0: because it's
4: yeah.
0: you know I always think like women always have it easier for than guys to come out. So like just to hear that Didi say like, it's really, was was like a smooth transition. And then of course, like Mm -hmm. Hamilton has like such a rocky road. That's that's really, that's really, really, really sad actually. Like
4: even when I say I had a smooth transition it's not that like my mom was just like, okay, okay with it. Like you get what I'm saying? Cause I mean, I grew up in a very Christian family as well. Like we grew up in the church. So, you know, just even though it was unspoken, like, I knew my mom wasn't okay with it. Like, I've heard her, like, say little things or, like, we see a gay couple out in public or, like, we're watching a movie and my nephews are there and she's saying, like, oh, they're not supposed to be kissing her. You know, I would hear her say those things, but, like, you know, I mean, everybody has their, you know, own, she's allowed to not agree with something. She's never disrespecting me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, Hey, it is what it is. But like, even then, even though it's unspoken, like I saw her grow too. Cause like now like, she'll defend me when like, you know, anything is said, it's like stuff like that. So
0: Brandon and Demetria, do your family have like ways about the LGBT community too? Or do you guys like not deal with that?
3: My family, well, most of my family, we are trying to get them out of their ways. They don't agree with it. They like to say little slick stuff every now and again. So I'm the type, I just kind of say something to kind of correct them so it won't be, because you never know, we do have a few cousins that are gay, so to hear them say stuff like them, and I always think like, what if they were in the room, you're gonna make them feel like we just don't like them, we're gonna shun them. So I try to correct them in those moments so they won't just just blatantly say stuff. And like, I understand you disagree with it. Sure, that's, that's your thing, but there's always a way to say that you don't agree with it and a way to go about it than just like bashing somebody and making somebody feel like trash, so. I just try to
0: correct them when I do period. I think it's a traditional Southern thing too, but yeah. Brandon?
1: No, I mean my I don't think we have anybody that's gay in my family, um, you know, so it's really never a topic of discussion. Um, but to be completely honest, I think that uh, with what Hamilton was saying, um, I have this issue with parents. And this is this is going to go for every subject, every uh, topic, whatever it may be. But typically, when parents have a problem or an issue with the way that we as their kids live some type of lifestyle. um, Sometimes they come down so hard on us and they try to make us do what they want us to do. Right. So in my opinion, it's like, wait you raised me. So if you trust how I, how you raised me, you should let me make my own choices and decisions. So when we don't do the things that they want us to do, in my opinion, they look back at themselves like, dang, we messed up. So we got to correct it, you know, but if you raised me right, like you tell everybody else you did, let me make my own choice and decision to live the life that that I want to live. And so, um, no, I mean, to be completely honest, you know, uh, I never had, anybody in my family say stuff like that um if anybody did um it would be me to be completely honest with you and I've changed my whole mindset about that stuff years ago because of the type of organization that I'm in and I wasn't like homophobic or anything like that um I just had a couple situations where dudes would hit on me and um you know it, it was it was just not pretty you know um <laughs> but I, I never I never had any problems or um Nobody in my family really gave issues. Now, my, my family, though, to be honest with you, um, we had issues with just dating and marriage was, you know, terrible. And what I mean by that is everybody in my family has been divorced at least once. Um, this is my brother, my mom, my dad, both grandparents, both, gra- I'm sorry, grandparents on both sides. Um, and I'm not married yet, obviously. But I feel the pressure. And what I mean by that is just like I have to be the example, you know what I mean, to uh, do it right and, you know, stay married. And so it it might be self-inflicted when it comes to that pressure. But um, if any problems or issues that we had was was, you know, solid relationships and not broken, you know, and, and having broken marriages. So that's pretty much it on my end.
0: I want to definitely touch on what you said, like parents put that pressure on you, because I feel like I have pressure every day from my mom and dad. Like it was pressure to go to college and you know be the first one to graduate from college. I'm on my, on my mom's side, get a good job, um, like, and where you said like if you raise me right. You should know that I make right decisions. And every time, like anything I used to do when I go it took really, really now to this day, like I like, oh, I'm going out with um, I'm going out tonight. It's always like I still feel like I have to ask to go out because well, I still live with my mom and my dad. And like it's still, it's like a can I go out with so and so? And it's like, but it's if I say I'm going out, you know, I'm going downtown, it's gonna be like, Who you going with? Where you going? What time you going? Well, like who driving? And it's like why do you have to ask me all these questions? You should know that I make really good decisions and I have a lot of common sense to know I'm not going to go do something I don't feel comfortable doing. Like, it's just, I mean, I'm not a clubber. I don't really drink. I don't smoke, but like my friends do. And I know if I'm going to go with them, I mean, it's just going to, I know I'm not going to do it. If I feel uncomfortable, I won't go. It's just that simple. I don't know. I don't like that that they don't, I feel like they don't trust me. And if you don't trust me, that means you just didn't do a good job parenting, but you did a great job parenting because I came out 98% perfect, but I digress. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 but yeah, right.
2: um,
0: um, Demetria, I know that you have like a really good relationship with your mom um, or from what I saw, but you know, like, do you, Do you think that you, do you think when you grow up older, have your own kids? Like, would you resemble that parenting that your mom does? Or do you think that you do your own
3: type of style? See, this is the thing. We had a conversation uh, about a week ago with somebody else I know. Me and my mom are close. But though, her parenting style is a bit uh, on the rougher side. So, uh, (laughs) 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 like, I will say this, though. Me and her... Didn't have that relationship we have now until I got in college and like when I finally got out on my own. Like me and her argued all the time, even when living with her, we argued all the time. I think us being separated is, you know, better. <laughs> but um, I always say I'm not gonna do things that she did, but even with my nieces, I catch myself doing some certain things like she'll do, and I'm like, dang, I said I wasn't gonna do that, but I always been taught that the things we don't want, we end up. Going towards because yes. you don't want so much. So I don't want to, you know, parent like her in certain some ways. I do because some of it has, you know, pretty much made me who I am. But some of it is like, I it could be very hurtful, and I just don't want my kids to kind of feel that way. As a kid, I feel like you got to suppress your emotions, feeling like you can't do certain things, feeling like you just gotta just fit a mold inside of your own home and not be very comfortable. So I don't want my kids to feel like that. Like I just. I want them to be comfortable but also not some wild child that's like i don't know drinking and smoking at 10. you know get what i'm saying so i don't know i just some of her stuff i agree with but some of it i i mm -mm, won't
0: yeah what would you change
3: i would change the way i would speak to my kids like i know i i joke around with people but that's kind of like how i was raised to show love you kind of be mean Sorry, brandy, you already this, but um, <laughs> I be mean to people <laughs> instead of just like, oh, you know, I love you. I do it in like a really mean, not a mean way, but like aggressive way. It's because I was raised on survival and not love. And I don't want my kids to raise, be raised on survival. I want them to be raised on love, like show them, hey, I do love you. And then me showing that is <clears throat> like giving you a hug or talking to you and instead of not yelling at you because you didn't do something like, I'm doing this because I love you. Are you, or are you just mad? Like, yeah. So it's, I don't want that part. And also how anger and like emotions had to be suppressed type thing. It wasn't like a, you can't feel this, like was said, but it was shown, if that makes sense. Like you'd be mad, you can't be mad, you can't be sad. Only emotion you would like properly have was being happy or I don't know, you could be angry, but you couldn't be angry at them type thing. Kids are allowed yeah. to have emotions. Like you mad at me, you mad at me. Now if you mad at me, and you start hitting me. Then we got a whole other issue going on. But like, you know, you're allowed oh, to have emotions. I don't want my kids to know that they can have emotions. They're allowed to have feelings. They're allowed to be who they are in the house and not have to be a little timid kid who don't speak much. And then when they do speak, is wrong. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Even though I was, um, even though like I was like spoiled, or you know, just Whatever, but I still had like the fear of my parents. Like, they were still very much like, I couldn't be mad. I couldn't be like upset, nothing like that. It was like, I still felt like, even if, if I did anything wrong, like, I was gonna get my ass whooped. <laughs> like, I need to make yeah. sure I'm, I'm all P's and Q's. Like, it was still very much. You you get your get your ass together, like get it together. You know, I could not act up in school. If I if I'll never forget the only time I ever acted up in school, I'm third grade, and I told my teacher she was a stupid bitch. And (laughs) my mama was gonna beat my ass. She was so mad, like she was literally like, I'm going to kill you. We had went home, she called my daddy. My daddy said, It's it's pie, you know how he is. And I literally my mom was like floored. Like I nothing happened to me. Nothing happened to me. Dang. But <laughs> after that, for some reason though, I still was like scared of my mom and daddy because I still I never really did anything wrong in school. I just was like, I know if I did anything wrong, like they right. were gonna they were gonna get my ass. So I don't know. <laughs> I I don't want I don't want my kids to be nervous and scared of me either. Like I want them to be able to tell me, you know, like even to this day now, like I feel like I can't talk to my mom and dad about certain things like I can't talk to them about like, you know, how I always wanted to be on TV or like how I always want to do like passion things that I really enjoy because my mom and dad are very realistic and literal. Like they always think like you need to get a job, you need to do this, pay bills, like all everything else that I want to do is like a fantasy. And I don't want my kids to feel like they can't talk to me about their dreams and aspirations. Yeah.
4: I mean, same, you know, same experience here, you know, growing up in a black household. But as soon as you was like, what would y'all not want to do? Like parents wise, like that was my number one, like how black parents be scolding you for doing like normal stuff. Well, like it's like they almost like you can't make mistakes, like you can't be human. Like, that's my number one. Like, I do not want to do that with my kids. Like, you waste your cereal on the floor, it's okay, baby. Come on, let's clean it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got the me like that. Like, you know, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <why> <laughs> be scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> they you literally know? coming out with those sweet, like, <laughs> you feel like, I'm... right? Like, it's like, but they waste the same bowl of cereal on the floor. Come on, let's go and clean it up. You feel like, it, why are yeah. we not allowed to be human? And then they kids at that, like, that's like. I hate that. I hate when people be yelling at their kids for just human things. Like, y'all be doing the same thing. <laughs> right.
0: Picking back up while we're picking back where we left off from, Brandon, you was going to talk about like what you wanted to do as a parent, like growing up. Um, do you want to resemble what your mom did for you? Or like, do you have your own type of parenting skill in mind? Like what's going on with you?
1: Um, I, I don't think I would change, you know, how my mom raised me. There's definitely going to be some things that I will change. Uh, because my mama was a hustler, man. She had to go through a lot of things. And, you know, the more and more I mature, and this goes back to what Dee was saying, the more and more I mature, I start to understand people and why they go through some of the traumas that they go through. And I'm sorry, let me rewind. I understand why they act the way that they act because of the traumas that they actually went through. You know, Mm and so, um, I mean... D was like, Brandon, you know this. Well, no, D expresses herself in a way that's unique to D, and I know that it comes from a place of love, even though if it feels or seems mean. You know, I'm never offended by anything that D says, but I know she loves me. She just hates to admit it. But anyway, so, um, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, I think that uh, the only thing that you know I would change about you know how I was raised was I would want both of my. You know, I'm sorry. I want my kids to have both of their parents in the household. Um, I didn't have my father in my household, um, mainly because they got a divorce. And, you know, my dad lived in Baltimore and had an addiction issue. Um, And, you know, the one unique thing that I feel like I took away from my dad's relationship was, you know, I learned that people don't always have to be this model parent for you to actually express love to them. my dad was a good dude. So the things that my parents did, um, I knew that they had gone through something, right? So let me give you a quick story. And I'm telling because I feel like I'm talking too much. So uh, the people that I have in my life, who I call my mentors right now, the only reason that they are my mentors is because they have what I want and what I see myself having in life. So I want to do what they did to get what they have, right? And so I was having a conversation with them um, some years ago, probably like six or seven years ago. And... I was talking about things as such, like, you know, I was pissed off on my dad, you know, my mom did this, that, and the other, Um, but more importantly, my dad, he was never there. I was angry, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, one of them had to say, he was like, look, Brandon, I feel your pain. I understand where you're coming from. You wanted that fatherly figure to be there. You wanted your father to be there. And I said, of course. And he was just like, well, didn't you say that your dad was addicted to heroin? I said, yeah. He said, "Didn't you say your dad was, you know, kind of abusive, physically and verbally abusive?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, don't you think it was a blessing that he wasn't there to raise you?" And I was just like, "Hmm, perspective, right?" And so, looking at that, I started to look at him as someone who was uh, physically and verbally abused by his his parents, right? And so the people that was in his re- life and his relationship, so I asked my dad one day, I said, uh, I said, Pops, how do you, how you feel about your father? Because I've never met granddad. And he said, uh, fuck him. Sorry for my language. But he said, F him. And I said, mm, <laughs> interesting you might say that. But I asked him why he felt that way. He said he was never there. You know, he never did nothing for him. You know, he was always critical of what he did and stuff like that. And I was just like, man, this really is a generational curse. This is something that's passed on, you know, generation after generation after generation. I got to change this. And so over the past 10 to, i say 10 to 15 years, me and my dad got really, really close every single year um, moving up to this year. And then um, he was here probably the, what was that? Like a month, month and a half before he passed. He was in Tuscaloosa for like two weeks um, and then, yeah, in April and then he passed in June. But unfortunately he was murdered in Baltimore Nothing he did wrong, wrong place, wrong time. But you know, one of the things I wish I could change now that we're on the topic is I wish I had more time. I wish I didn't waste. I wish I didn't waste that time with that bitterness, that resentment, and that unforgiveness for both of them. You know, and then, and we can't put that on people to change because we want them to change. We just got to be able to adapt um, and be mature in our lives and in the way we move, so we can allow them to go through their changes and not put them on our time, per se, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. So with so with your mom, like, does that help with your relationship with your mom? Like, has that yeah. made you guys closer? Yeah, I think we should normalize counseling. You know, these um, probably heard me say this a lot. You know, I was like, no, I don't need counseling. That's why I needed counseling. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it was a whole lot of forgiveness that had to happen because, you know, me and my mom... Our relationship was difficult because when she got divorced, she was depressed. She started using different drugs and stuff like that. Um, So I was just kind of there in the house and she just knew that I was going to do what I needed to do. Luckily, I went to a pretty good school. Um, So I had a lot of, you know, support from coaches and other friends, parents and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, she just she was um, she was difficult, you know, but she was hurt. She was she was traumatized. She was depressed. You know, and so looking at the situation now um, and what I me the, the reason I say normalized counseling, because we got to be able to learn what's deep in us, get that out and then start over. Right. And so once I started to do that, I started to realize where I was wrong from the good book when it comes to forgiveness. Once I started to get that stuff out, I, I slept for like a day. When I journaled, I journaled. It was like eight or nine pages. I journaled everything that I wanted to tell my mom. Um, this is a counseling method. I journaled everything I wanted to tell my mom. I, the things that hurt me, the the resentful feelings, all that kind of stuff. And it, I cried the whole time. And uh, you know, once I got that all out, it made me understand that man, she's just human, just like I I am. I make mistakes in in my areas of life, but she made mistakes in her areas of life. But just because she made those mistakes doesn't mean I'm better than she is. And that's how I was treating her. So I had to forgive her. Um, and now when when she does those things that she usually do, I indeed know what I'm talking about. Um, I just kind of <laughs> laugh, I get frustrated sometimes, um, but I, I'm, I'm more understanding and I give her more love now than I used to. And now she's starting to change because she's becoming the person that i see that she can be versus what she was if that makes sense so yeah
0: i want to i want to touch on the counseling thing Didi does not believe in counseling <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, she like everything it's so it's all a laugh because yeah. every time we talk about counseling Didi's always like, i don't need counseling and she yeah. i love it that she stands right it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean i mean you believe. know i think that's she believes
4: yeah, it's different for everybody, though. Like, that's just me. And that's just, like, when we was doing the last episode, like, the guy was, like, it's just kind of, like, I have all of those tools. Like, I don't have to go to somebody else for those tools to, like, you know, help me understand stuff. Like, it's, like, I already internally, like, just be by myself or maybe to have them tools and kind of, like, work myself through them. Because just, like, he was saying, like, he have understanding and stuff like that. It's, like, I already be having it. like, even as a kid and stuff like that, when I was, like, going through those things it Like, I don't know, I wasn't holding, like, onto a lot of things and stuff. It's like, I'm a realist, so it's just, like, it's life type of thing. Like, I don't know. I don't hold on to a lot of stuff. It's just, like, it is what it is type of thing.
1: And that makes sense. Um, You know, and I'm definitely not going to argue with her back and forth, I promise. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I (laughs)
4: know.
1: You know, I've I've, I've met people who just have just kind of, like, this anointing spirit where God will bless you with wisdom, you know, that could be Didi, you know. Um, I haven't, you know, spent enough time with her or had enough conversation just to kind of know, but, um, you know, I can respect that 100%. Um, me, you know, uh, my Christian uh, foundation of my faith, I feel like it's pretty strong because, you know, I read this quote, it says, when you start to apologize to God for normal things, that means that you're getting closer and closer to him every single day. So like you know, I pray for an obeying spirit, but I also pray for strength, wisdom, and guidance so that I can lead His people. Because I don't have that wisdom, you know. I mean, it's got to be developed. Yes, I got some gray hairs and stuff up here, but <laughs> hey. you know, it, it's just something that's got to be developed. But um, honestly, like if if you're that strong and you know you're con- you're convicted, that's where I was looking for you're convicted enough to, you know, go through those things and still make the right decision. You feel comfortable with it. And hey, power to you. I wish I could do that. But no, I need some help.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Hamilton, do you go to counseling? Because, you know, from earlier, you was talking about your relationship with your parents. And that really seems like very heavy. So, like, do you talk to somebody about that? Do you write stuff down, like journaling, like Brandon said?
2: Okay, so... The bad thing about it is I'm a psych major and I know how imperative it is for us to go to counseling, but I'm a person that like, I like to run away from things, especially serious things that have happened in my life, like I've done things to not think about going to that place because when I go to that place, I get very like depressive and I don't like to think about some things, so no, I do not go to counseling now and My mom, she would say, like, okay, we don't need counseling. Um, she said, I'm gonna be the counselor because God is our counselor. And she didn't realize, okay, but you need to know how you're acting as well. Like she loves to be juror, judge, and juror of you know, saying about other people's actions, but you can't do that when you're part of the problem. I'm part of the problem, my (laughs) dad's part of the problem, we're all part of the problem. So we're not gonna get to a resolution until we can always both all see like from another person's perspective, because when you're in your own body, you can only see your perspective. It takes like specific type of people to like have empathy and see other sides of the story, not just like a snapshot of it, but see like the full picture. So it's hard to come out of self to really, especially when you feel like so passionate about something or like you feel very wronged. Some people are very, they stand 10 toes down in what they believe in their feelings and their emotions. And that's good, you know what I'm saying? But it's good to have, another viewpoint you know a mediator of some sorts but no i do not have counseling i don't do counseling right now um (laughs) do you journal do you journal do you write things down i write poetry and i've been writing poetry for like three years now so a lot of my feelings i get it out that way you know i'm saying like um if i'm pissed off about something if i'm like in my feelings i'll write like music i'll listen to music i'll Like, I call myself a rapper, but, like, you know, I'm just uh, art, like, whatever I want to be. You know, but, yeah, I've I've been writing poetry for years, Um, and I actually, when something was going on with my family, when I felt kind of excluded when I was living in Mobile, and they had taken a guy who had moved to Enterprise to go to school, to our junior college, and they, like, um, took him in as their own, and... Um, kind of like was saying that they were there like his parents and stuff like that and at that time me and my family weren't very close I was kind of like staying in a way I wasn't coming home that much because I knew that there was like a elephant in the room of me being gay and other stuff and I just I didn't want to deal with it so I wasn't coming home like that and um, it made me feel like I had already felt like I didn't that I wasn't their child like they didn't want me to be as a child like it made me feel some type of way because I had done all these things to make them proud. Hell, played football and I didn't even like it. So um, I did a lot of things to appease them, but I kind of felt like, damn, like I've done all this to make y'all proud. And I'm still not the son that y'all want me to be because of certain things. And this guy was, he was straight. He was, you know, the ideal, the ideal son. So I kind of felt like replaced and unloved and I told them that, and they kind of dismissed it. Like you're crazy. Like you know. Like, and it took them a while for me to keep saying that for them to like take my feelings into consideration. Let me let me let me preface by saying I do have great parents. You know, I'm only talking about the problems, but I do have wonderful parents who have spoiled me, given me the world. You know, it's just certain things that we have gone through that um, I wish that could have been differently. But you know, struggle. I feel like we all can relate to struggle. And if I would not have gone through the struggle that I have gone through, it probably would not have made me the strong person that I am today. You know, we hate to say like, oh, I wish things would have been differently, but I probably wouldn't be as strong as I am because if I never would have went through anything now, when something big would come across, I would fold. you know, and I would lay down. And so I've been down in those low, those low places of life where I felt like, you know, what's the point of getting back up? What's the point of, you know, continuing on? Also, I wanted to touch on what you said earlier about like how like, you know, your parents, they kind of are all on you whenever you go out and stuff like that. And I kind of found that like weird, too, when I was in college and coming back home and they'll be like, where are you going? Where are you going? Do you know that? Like, I'd be out like, or 5 a.m. doing hoodwash-ish. Like, so why like in my own city where I'm from, like, are you so worried about it? And then having a talk with my dad last week, he said that I didn't understand this, but my grandmother, um, who my dad had issues um, growing up, not having, you know, his father, his father, grandpapa was a rolling stone. Let me tell you that. He had about like 15, 16 kids all across the United States. And I called I my dad on that because even though not having that father figure, he still knew how to be a great dad. And he still knew how to support me. And, you know, and so even though the good comes with the bad, he still was a great father for that. And his mother didn't treat him the best, but his grandmother said, um, they called him Little Richard. I I don't know why, but um, they said, Little Richard, I worry about you when you go out and you won't ever understand why until you have kids of your own. And my dad said that to me and I kind of realized like, yeah, I'm, to me, it's like, why are you so worried about it? Like you taught me all these, I'm gonna make the right decisions, you know, but until I kind of have children of my own, I'm not going to really grasp the whole scope of feeling worried. And to them, feeling worried is probably because they just care so much about me and they really don't want anything to happen to me. Right. I definitely agree with that too, because that's what I think
0: too. I think they don't want anything to happen to me, especially with me being the only child. <clears throat> I kind of want to like switch gears. I know we talked a lot about um, our problems, and stuff like that, but I did want to switch gears real fast to new age parents now. Like, <laughs> what do you guys think about like the new age moms who are like our age or like in their thirties? And I wanted to find a mom who who's like our age and who is a mom now to like come and share her story. But a lot of them were kind of busy tonight because of course they have kids, but it's so interesting seeing people our age who are actual moms and like looking at my mom and she's like in her fifties and I'm like, dang, like y'all have nothing alike. So I wanted to know, like, what do you guys think about the parents now who like are our age and like our moms, like in in their fifties or whatever. I always think it's so funny. Like, they look nothing like moms. Like they literally look like they're going out <laughs> and living their best life. Well, I'm like, where the kids at? Like, <laughs> where where's little Bobby? Because I definitely don't see him. <laughs> not, <laughs>
3: not little Bobby. Puerto Rico with your ass, huh? <laughs> I mean, I've seen the, well, my sister is like the prime example of a mom that doesn't look like a mom. Because like I see her all the time out of my head I'm like, I know people look at her and I'm like they don't they can't tell she had a goddamn kid 10 years ago. But I don't know, some some mom uh, like her parenting style similar to my mom's because of course it's what she saw so sometimes I have to be like okay you can't be yelling at her for being a gangster when you and again, a call this in the young boy too you can't be mad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he can mad about that but then I see the moms who like don't discipline their kids at all and it's kind of like a so you have to yeah. I don't know I guess I gotta be ahead of medium somewhere or maybe I, I can't tell the medium because I don't have kids but I don't know, maybe I have more patience
4: because I'm not with the kids all the time. I don't know, but yeah, that's my little thing. So my sister, she's like two years older than me and she has three kids. So, you know, she doing it. And I think, I mean, I think that she's doing a really good job at parenting. Um, you know, I see a lot of similarities with my mom's parenting style and like us growing up, you know, the older generation in my family and stuff. Like I see that a lot, but I also you know, it's, it's things that I do see that's changed. And I think that, um, the communication level is, is kind of totally different. Like, I guess we're like the older generation, like, I feel like we can really talk to like the, my older aunties and like my mom and stuff like that. Like we can really talk to them and like kind of relate and like just have a normal conversation with them. Cause just like y'all said, like, it was just kind of like, you can't be mad at me or like, you know, um, and I think that's the biggest difference that I see is like how the way my sister communicates with her kids. But also it's like it's a fine line between that. Cause I do think that like these new age mothers, it's like the kids think they they friends. Like, you know, like our mama, like you may they make sure to know, like I ain't one of your little friends. But it's like now these days, it, <laughs> they is one of their little friends. <laughs> like it's like sometimes right. they be talking to them like they is one too, you know. So <laughs>
0: I definitely agree because these here parents nowadays they, they be talking to their kids, they be cussing their mind. I'd be like on the street.
4: Surely <laughs> my head
0: would be in the fucking ground. <laughs> like, <I'm literally> not. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think new age moms. I see some moms though, like you know, going to college and stuff like that. I was in nursing school and I saw a lot of moms in nursing school and like they was doing it for their kids, and you know trying to do better and stuff like that. And it's just interesting to see different type of moms nowadays. You got the moms who are really working and grounded. You got the moms who just have kids and like, I don't know. I, I always thought like kid would, a, a child would change them to make them like a better person or a better mom, but sometimes it doesn't work. I don't know. I just think it's so interesting to see how people shift their dynamics.
1: Demetrius, could you feel, uh, or do you, would you agree, or anybody? Would y'all agree that maybe the reason that certain parents have relationships with their kids a certain way is because they don't spend enough time with them? Meaning, let me give you some context. Meaning, mm-hmm. okay, you know, and 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 I, I I speak about this a lot when it comes to development of personal uh, or personal development. Anyway, so like most kids, they are not at home with their folks every day. Where mm-hmm. they at? They at school. So they're watching what everything's what, what's happening at school or daycare or, you know, wherever else and parents at, at work, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. grinding. So by the time they get home, it's, it's, you know, five, six, seven o'clock it's dinner time, you know, right. maybe then they watch the TV, playing video games and they listen to whatever's going on on GTA or call of duty or whatever it may be. And then it's go to bed, repeat the process again. So um, I can't, on one side, I can't blame the parents that, you know, are quote unquote friends with their kids or the kids that are cursing their moms out. Um, I, I really can't blame them. I think this is just something that systemically has been happening for years and generation after generation to where, you know, not spending as much quality alone time, intimate time with your parents. is just kind of not there no more,
4: mm-hmm.
1: if that makes sense. Here, I'm gonna give you a quick story. Um, so there was this kid, um that went to his dad and he's like oh, hey dad hey dad can you can you can you play with you know remote remote control car with me can you play with the remote control car with me he's like no oh, son i'm busy i'm busy i'm working i'm working i'm working and then next day you know same situation can you play with me can you play with me no i'm busy i'm working i'm working kid gets 12 13 years old doesn't want anything to do with his parents you know mm-hmm. parent goes to him because now they're retired you know getting older in age Hey son, you want to go watch a movie or something? Nah, dad, I'm busy. You know what I'm saying? So the whole thing, it's just kind of like, gets pushed under the rug or it's not taken serious because we get so distracted with life that we don't spend time with each other. And so I think that has something to do with, you know, how kids look at their parents, especially with TV and music. Like D said, with NBA Young Boy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this young crowd, what they love to do.
4: Okay. Um,
1: but uh and then also, you know, parents in my opinion try to fit in so much, they try to relate to their kids so much, they try to be their friend too much, and you know, just try to reach them, you know what I mean. Like I had one lady come to me in my old high school, she's like, you know, I see on your Instagrams you really like Jordans. Well, blah 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 likes Jordans, so should I get some to try to relate them like no. <laughs> I don't wanna see I don't wanna see Miss Rebecca walking around in some fours. Like, nah, that's not gonna you're gonna look silly. Don't do that. And then black folks is gonna make fun of you. So like <laughs> the point that I was trying to make was, you know, Demetrius, um I, I in my opinion, I think that if parents spent more intimate time with their kids, you know, there would be that mutual respect and, and that love and where you would dare say a cuss word in front of your mom or dad, you know, at that age, because you know what will happen. Like I don't think I'll ever have to beat my kids. I got my ass whooped. But I don't think and I turned out great. But I don't think I have to have to beat my kids because I will instill that fear in them by, you know, giving them respect, but also earning it too. And so um yeah, I just think you know maybe some more intimate time could be, you know, a reason why these kids, you know, popping off these days.
3: But then also back then, we didn't, have, Oh, I, I'm not going to say we, my mom used to go to work and it used to be us at the house by ourselves like a lot of times. Like we've been left right. alone a lot because she just had to work, but it's still that respect was still there. So I don't, I get what you're saying. I really do get it. But it was like, even us, maybe because she did instead of because I got my ass whooped too.
1: But, <laughs> <right>. you know. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make. We got beat. You know what I'm saying? These kids these days. <laughs> I don't think they get beat.
0: <laughs> they're just going to time out. <laughs> they're like, hey, they're going to time out. Go sit in the corner. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: Honestly, dude, like... No I think... no, no, uh, no TV for a week.
0: Man, what is that? <laughs> they got their phone. <laughs> they got their tablet.
2: <laughs> Thank you. And, like, piggyback off of what Brandon said, I think, like, putting the comparison with the old moms and new moms, social media with the new moms, I feel like plays a... A big part into it because nowadays it's all about image and a lot of times you'll see mothers with their child on social media and a lot of times it's to i'm not saying that they're not with their kid 24 7 but it's to portray that okay yeah i'm a great mom i'm a great mom look at this and they kind of get so wrapped up in it that they let their kids cuss and because it's funny and it's uh it's in it's entertainment so because they post it they post it you know back then our parents they didn't have social media like that so they're you know that they were doing it okay for the integrity of it but nowadays social media you can't really tell who's doing it to portray that they're you know a great mom and who actually really is putting in that hard work that time like plan to really get to know their kids also back like old moms like my mom like um they were saying earlier happy medium because Nowadays, like even talking to my mom growing up, it was like, OK, this is the way it is and you're going you're gonna to go by. it. So mm-hmm. now even voicing my opinion or just standing up for myself or saying, OK, this is how I feel. They take it as disrespect when it's not disrespect, because you taught me not to let nobody run over me to speak my mind. And so that's even includes you. So, you know, I'm not being disrespectful. It's just you're used to me being a little child and just doing everything as I'm told. And like, we ain't you know, know no accepting more. what you're saying, but I'm grown now. And I have opinions, I have feelings that you taught me to stand 10 toes down and that's what I'm gonna do, so. Mm-hmm.
3: That was a conversation I had to have with my mama because one day we got into it because she was trying to tell me something like, oh, you don't listen, you don't do I had to like stop, I had to stop myself because I was about to snap and I was like, yeah, this is my mama, I can't snap. But I was like, look, I'm grown now. So if I decide not to do something, that's on me, and I'm going to have to face those consequences. If I do decide to do something, again, that's me, and i got to face those consequences. You can't dictate my life. Yes, you raised me, but now it's time for you to let go and just let me do what you always told me to do. Stand up for something that I believe in. You can't be mad because I'm telling you that I don't like the way that you're saying something to me. You can't be mad right. about that because you told me to do it. <laughs>
0: They always think that we're just their little child. Like they will never see us being grown. Like they will always see us as children. But I wanted to uh, touch on Brandon before I end tonight's episode What he said uh, like intimate relationships because my dad and I just started actually like having like a little bit more intimate relationships. Like we actually like hang out more. We um, watch movies together at night. We like talk, we like, you know, we've been going house hunting, looking for a house for me. So it's just like, I'm doing a lot because I I do do everything with my mom growing up. But now, like, I'm spending more time with my dad. And me, my dad wasn't like that at all. But it was just I felt more closer to my mom. So now, like, I'm growing up and having more time with my dad. And I'm very happy about that, too, because, you know, my dad has been, like, in the hospital a lot. And I just don't want to grow up and not have any, like, memories or, like, moments with him. So I am very glad that that is um, something that we're doing now. but it's interesting how my dad is like becoming like my favorite parent. <laughs> and my mom is kind of mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and like car, but
2: I always love my mom. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Because I kind of feel that too as well. Um, did your parents kind of like have friction or things that happened that, you know, caused you to go to your mom more? Because like me, the things that my the problems that they were going through, um, I was mom's best friend because she's very closed off and she didn't really tell people what was going on in the household. And so I'd be the one she confided in. And that kind of put a wedge between me and my dad until like I grew up some more. So like, was that your case too? Like why you would be close to your mom or like, was it you just kind of bobbed with her more?
0: No, I just, I was always on my mom's side, of the family more. Like I stayed at her, I stayed at my grandma's, her mom's house. I was literally with my mom's family every single day growing up. So like, it was just, that was just who I was around. I would see my dad. I never really was like with close with his mom or his family. Like we just kind of started, but it was never any friction. Like I never had any issues. It was just, I was always with my mom's side of the family. I just feel like they were more like very urban, you know, like very more like relaxed and down to earth. You know, grew up in Pritchard and Maysville, Orange Grove, like we were like that that was that mom's side of the family. My dad's side of the family was like, oh, went to college, they're psychiatrists, they're business owners, they're doctors, there's this, there's that. And it's just kind of like, you know, I love them, but it was two different spectrums. So
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: but yeah, I think I think parents, I think honestly, if when I have children, I would love to resemble what my mom and dad did because it's very um diff, it's very it's it's realistic but it's not realistic in most of the black communities so I would love to, ke- to keep that going but I think like it's you know I'm so glad that you guys shared like your mom and your dad relationships because it really shapes shapes you to who you are today and you can see exactly why you became the person that you are so you know before I close this off I always ask you know do the new guests Brandon and Hamilton have anything to say before we go I would say thank you so much for joining reality I hope you guys come back I really did enjoy the conversation thank you so much Demetria for coming and thank you of course my my co-host Didi um Brandon Demetria and Hamilton do y'all have anything to say before we head off
1: I mean I guess I'll say you guys take care of yourself it's been a pleasure to be on here I love these topics and discussion um you know last thing I'll say for you know those who are looking to have kids Heard something today It said, um, you know, yes, we want to do everything possible to leave things behind for our kids, but um, sometimes that may create weakness. So equip your kids with the necessary tools, resources, um, intelligence, wisdom, so that even if you don't leave them with necessary things, they can go out there and get it themselves. So um, I'm looking forward to the next episode. anything I can do to hop on and just add some value to it, let's do it. I just want to
2: say I'm very appreciative for y'all asking me to be a part of this podcast. And I think this is very imperative for us right now because our voices are trying to be silenced in so many different ways. And we're trying to be, they're trying to divide us, that it was very exciting hearing, you know, other African-American strong people. And I took a lot from this, you know, whether I'm talking about it, but I took a lot from this hearing from y'all. And so I just want to say thank y'all for having me.
3: I just want to say thank you for having me again, you know. I love y'all, like, coming on here and speaking and stuff. But, yeah, um, I didn't get as transparent as I usually get, but that's fine. And, you know, got to work on that. But, yeah, just thank
1: y'all for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank y'all for coming. I cannot wait until the next episode. So, peace out.